This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning and welcome to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. I'm Kendra Petroni and today we're talking with Grammy Award winning singer-songwriter Amy Grant. She's earned six Grammy Awards, numerous Gospel Music Association Dove Awards, three multi-platinum albums, six platinum albums, and four gold albums. She's a longtime and active Nashville resident, well known for her philanthropy as well as her music. Amy and her husband, Vince Gill, have been constant in their efforts to aid worthy causes. She was honored with a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame back in 2006, and now she's back on tour, recently performed at the Chevalier in Medford. It's such an honor to have her on the show this morning. Amy, good morning. I am so excited to have you on Exceptional Women here in Boston. How are you? I am great. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as we've been slowly talking to more and more people, you know, I'm interested in knowing how the last year and a half has been for everybody because, you know, for for those that maybe don't know that are listening now, aside from just the normal pandemic, you know, you had open heart surgery, you've gone through so much, and we've all gone through so much. So how has the last year and a half been for you? Wow. Um, it's been <clears throat> uh, wonderful, challenging. You know, for somebody like me who makes their life on the road, and I have since I was a teenager, Like, there's a part in the back of your mind, you're always going, what if I didn't have to pack a bag to go to to work? What would it be like to actually be home? And that never happens. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, this pandemic orchestrates a time that we are home. And then we have so many friends and acquaintances that have passed away. And then health issues, it's just like... It has been such a reminder that there are hidden gifts in every hard thing. Right. That's that's really what I've come away from this and just going, I mean, we've all been through something that was the best and worst of times, uh, but it's been both. So, so many hidden gifts for me, my family, and, um, and I, I've, I've come through the pandemic healthier and just appre- appreciating the gift of each other. You know, I was going to ask on that note, we, on our morning show, we talked a lot about silver linings and I, you kind of mentioned it right there, you know, you, you're healthier, you feel better. 
Were there any other, in addition to that, just basic silver linings in, in your everyday life, things that happened, maybe things you were doing before 2020 that now you think, hmm, maybe I was doing that all wrong. Maybe I should be doing more of, of the way I had done things the last year and a half. Any, any silver linings for you like that? Oh, my gosh. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, well, I, before I knew exactly what your question was going to be, my, I was thinking about, I've been married to my husband for 21 years. It's a second marriage. And he also travels he's with music. We have never spent so much time together. <laughs> and what I really saw was that, like every couple that's together all the time, yeah, it's the most important thing you can do for somebody that you love is to welcome them for who they are, to not try to change them. Yeah. No, that's a good point. That's yeah. a very good point. Yeah, and also also just like, you know, there's so much, um, so much stress. We all have so much to learn about how we operate in the community of mankind. Mm-hmm. And I just kept saying to myself, just observe to understand observe other people to understand what is making them the way they are instead of observing to go, you're not measuring up to what I Mm -hmm. think you should be. But like saying at some point we have, we've all had to take a deep breath and go, Oh, I was completely blind in this area. Right. Oh, I was, but like just observing to try to, to understand and find a better way, like the importance of de-escalating. I like that. Um, with wisdom and compassion, and just go, it you know that that has been an ongoing lesson, and and finding new language for for difficult things. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a big one. I mean, one. what an invitation we've all had mm-hmm. uh, to join the conversation, no matter what it is, your right. work situation. Uh, friends mm-hmm. with people of different color, mm-hmm. um, how we treat the people with um, minimum wage jobs, how mm-hmm. we see ourselves in context of our community, how we see our impact, what can we do better, all those things. It's like, hey, guess what? We all right. are invited to yeah. the conversation, all of us. You are on a roll, and I am so excited to talk about this. You're back out on tour. How does it feel? getting back in front of a live audience after all these months with everybody being sort of locked away. What are you looking forward to while you're here in Boston? Mm. I have so many beautiful memories of making music in the Boston area. Well, I'll tell you the first sound check that I did in, and it was in, I've done six shows for the tour so far. I could not get through sound check without getting choked up. Like every song. Yeah. Um, and then on my time off, I went to see Jackson Brown and James Taylor oh, um, nice. here in Nashville. And I got choked up. I'm standing next to a, a friend on one side, my daughter Millie on the other side. She's pregnant with my granddaughter, her first child. And, you know, and I'm looking at all of us, you know, a lot of us in masks, some people not, all singing Fire and Rain going, oh, God, music. Yes. This brings people together. I have missed that so much. I've just missed it so much. I know. And we're so excited to have you here, you know, back at the Chevalier Theater here in Medford. I know 
People are excited. They're waiting. We've got listeners excited to see you. So it's going to be such a great show. We're so excited for it. Oh, thank you. I love how music, like, it freezes time and all the best things, you know. It's just mm-hmm. it's such a great walk down memory lane, and it sort of reminds us of the best parts of ourselves. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad to be coming back. And What sort of emotions do you go through when you're on stage? Because I'm not a singer, so I don't know what that feels like. But when you're on stage and you look out, you see all these fans, all these people standing for you, singing every word to all of the music that you have made. What does that feel like? But I wanted to laugh going, well, these days, everybody's not standing the whole time. <laughs> what I do think is, man, we have lived a lot of life together. I, I love seeing people's faces. You know, the best compliment I have gotten as a songwriter is, oh, that song captured exactly what I was feeling. Mm-hmm. Or we decorate our Christmas tree every year to your Christmas music. Yes. That song reminds me of my family or the first time I saw such and such and mm-hmm. um, I, we do one song um, in the show called Ask Me that I wrote about a childhood friend of mine and she had a secret of being sexually abused and I didn't discover that until we were grown and I remember playing huge outdoor venues and you know I, I, there's no way I could see the back of the crowd but because of the light at the end of the day when we would start a show I could actually see to the back wow. you know the late sun set in the summertime and I remember starting the song ask me and just watching solitary figures stand up 15,000 people away from me and it was like somebody was saying you're singing my story yeah. And I would just feel all this energy rush out of me toward that person. And I would feel something come back from them to me. And it's just like, to me, music is our ongoing conversation. Mm-hmm. It's funny you mentioned the, the Christmas album. I think there's, for my entire life, I mean, there's like four Christmas albums that are were always my family's tradition, and yours yours is one of them. It was like Bing Crosby, you, and the like the Alabama Christmas album. And I mean, yeah. that was you know, you know, it's like that. As soon as you said that, like that's so personal for me. It's something that my family is always. You were just always a part of of my my life that way. And I know it sounds weird because I've never met you in person, but it's that connection I think that has been a part of your incredible success because of your connection to fans. And I cannot believe, speaking of that, that Heart in Motion is 30 years old. I I was reading, you know, watching your all of your interviews and talking about the show and talking about the anniversary. I can remember waiting in line. There was a store called Sam Goody. I, I grew up on the border of Salem, New Hampshire and Methuen, Massachusetts. And there was a store, Sam Goody, at the Rockingham Mall. And I waited in line to buy that tape like in 1991. I I remember I still have the original cassette tape where it had the little pocket and I think some of them had the lyrics so I could learn all the words. I oh mean, my goodness. I remember and it's funny that even if I haven't heard any of the songs, you know, for years as soon as I start playing it it's like muscle memory it comes back. I mean, oh, does yeah. that yeah. does that surprise you at all that you know, crazy people like me have kept such a bond to you and your music for the past four decades. Oh, yeah, well, it's <laughs> a beautiful compliment. Thank you so much. And 
it's funny because way back when you had like music had to be it was so much word of mouth Mm -hmm. I, i love how easy it is to discover music now i love it i love how easy it is for anybody to find a platform for their music um because of every social media platform I was going to ask if you then, think, yeah, I was going to ask you if you think that's that's good for the industry or bad, but you like it. You think it's good? Well, it's just, uh, there's so much exploration. You can just discuss, there's, I mean, there's talent everywhere. Mm-hmm. There's talent everywhere. And, you know, people will say to me, I want to do what you did. And I, I always go, well, your journey is going to be unique to you, but I'm going to tell you, people need music, period. It just yeah. helps us. It helps us connect to our, to each other, to ourselves. Um, I remember one time this woman, she was married to an athletic director, and um, they had five sons. This woman is surrounded by testosterone. <laughs> I met her through the family of um, Payne Stewart after he had died in a plane crash. Mm-hmm. They were, had been friends of theirs. And so we, Payne's widow and this family had come to one of my husband's shows. And she walked up to me and she said, the way your husband writes music, and he's very, he just writes the way you would want to hear somebody speak. And um, especially his romantic songs. And she said, if my husband could say the things that I've always longed to hear, he would say them like Vince sings them. And sometimes when Vince is singing a song, mm-hmm. he will reach across the console in the car and touch my hand. She said, that's as close as we're going to get. Wow. <laughs> but oh. I just thought, that is, it, we, you know, artists give voice to what everyone feels. You know, I was going to say, your music also has been known for I think it's positivity. You have positive lyrics. You have upbeat, inspirational melodies. They're they're really timeless songs. They can be played anywhere, anytime, in front of anyone, any demographic without worry. Why why was that so important for you as a songwriter and a performer? Because I think that's so unique. Well, I guess I could just start by. I mean, music has been a lifeline for me. I know how I know how powerful our choices are in everything. And I just early on in my writing, I think because I, my emotional pendulum swings so wide, it does with a lot of creative people. I mean, I had to drop out of college for a, one, one semester from depression. Oh, wow. And I think because of that, I, when I could choose what I was going to write about or what I was going to articulate, I tried to do things it would be helpful for myself. And so, you know, creatively, everything is a conscious choice. And I just would be like, if, what do I want to hear over and over again? Mm-hmm. And, and so that was really it. It was not because I was a Pollyanna. It wasn't because I lived a perfect life. I, so many times I've thought, thank God I grew up in a time that did not have social media. I, know. <laughs> I say that all the you know, time. The, mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. All of my wanderings and all mm-hmm. that were not seen by everybody. Yeah. You know, because everybody, we, life takes a lot of twists and turns and right. takes us places we never thought we'd go. And we learn the best lessons the hard way, I think. But I always just thought, oh, I want music to 
help me live a better life, to be more compassionate with myself and others, to remind to to remind me of every good thing because, you know, I mean, God knows there's enough beating us down. (laughs) If you're just waking up and tuning in, you're listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. I'm Kendra Petroni, and today we're talking with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Amy Grant. This year marks the 30th anniversary for her Heart in Motion album, and she's celebrating with a brand new tour, including a stop here in Boston at the Chevalier Theater. Let's get back to our conversation. You mentioned your husband, Vince Gill, country music star. If, if Those that are listening that don't know, you know, Amy Grant and Vince Gill, I mean, where have you been for all these years? But, you know, you, you mentioned you've been married for over 20 years now. You both do such great work for so many charitable organizations. Are there any that you'd want to talk about? Any that you need help spreading the word for? I'd love to get our listeners familiar with any programs or organizations that are maybe in need that, that you work closely with. Oh, man. Uh, you know what I would I'll, – I'll tell you some things that I'm doing these days. Um, but really what I – to me, I, if I could say anything, I would just re- remind myself again and other people that our influence, no matter how big or how small we think it is, can change the trajectory of another person's life mm-hmm. and in so doing can change the trajectory of our life. It, does not ha- it doesn't have to be monumental. I'm involved with a a local camp called Barefoot Republic that takes kids from all socioeconomic uh, racial backgrounds and puts them in an outdoor setting so that they have positive experiences with people that look different than they do. That's great. I've done that for the last six years. I've gotten involved this last year with the rescue mission in Nashville. Um, We've hosted our first sleepover at our farm for 13 women that are going through a program at the rescue mission. And, um, but I just would say to people, be led by your curiosity. I mean, clearly I love the outdoors. So everything's like, let's camp, let's Mm -hmm. do this, let's gather outside. Um, but I just think if when we let our, the things that we're naturally curious about, if you let that lead you and, and you sort of have your antenna up going, Okay, God, lead me. Just lead me to people that I need and people that need me. Because, you know, everything is like this. It's like a figure eight. What we go, what we put out comes back to us. And if you can plug in, whether it's with animals or hunger or mm-hmm. just, I mean, sometimes I'll come home from the road and I have just been so nurtured. I haven't cooked a meal. I haven't had to fold a towel because I've been living in a hotel. And I'll come home and I'll just cook like triple the size of food mm-hmm. that we need. And I'm just like like a massive portion. And and I do that because then I'll start, like if I talk to one of my sisters or a friend or somebody is at the door for whatever reason, I'll go, hey, any chance you like pot roast? Or hey, I've got a killer <laughs> homemade pasta. What are you doing for dinner tonight? Especially women. I know it sounds crazy. I know. But it's like when you have, you can't give what you don't have. And so if you sort of go, well, I'm going to, I don't I'm just going to create a surplus here of dinner. <laughs> and then suddenly you go, hey, you, you just, I don't know. It's like, it's like having a $20 bill in your pocket saying, I'm going to find somebody today 
and I'm going to give them this $20 bill and just say, I see you. It could be a server. It could be a, mm-hmm. I don't know. I it mean, matters, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah, it is. And I think, you know, I, I'm curious about other people and I sort of see all of us as this giant matrix of connectedness. You know, you, I mean, you can risk reaching out and it can backfire. But, right. But you, you won't know, know if you don't do it. it. Right. That's, that's right. And then you've got a great story to tell. <laughs> oh, that's a- oh, my gosh. One time I stopped. I was riding a bike in a park with band members, and a woman had blown a tire on her bike. And I love bikes. And I said, hey, let me fix your tire. And I blew her spare. But I had another tire. And I could tell she was like going, she was really like, leave me alone. But by then, I had to fix her bike. (laughs) You were already in it, so you had to finish. I was already in it. And by the end, I was saying, hey, we're doing a show like that. Any chance you want to go? And she was like, no, just leave. (laughs) Oh, my God. But I I did get her bike fixed. It was very, I I don't even know what the dynamic was, but she reached out to me later. And she was just saying, I wish I had come to the show. And I was not having a good day. And I look back on that story now, and it's very funny to me. And it was funny to me, too. (laughs) That is hysterical. Oh, my God. I'd be like... Amy Grant wants to fix, fix my, my tire, of course. But I guess when you're in the moment and you're having a bad day, you're having a bad day. So You're just having a bad day. Yeah. Yeah, get out of my space. <laughs> you know, I, you've been in the industry for a long time as a, as a woman, as a songwriter. Do you notice better changes in the industry for women, for women artists, women songwriters? Do you see a better industry for women than it maybe was, you know, in the early 90s or the late 80s? Is it getting better for women? Yes. It's a slow change. Um, But I do. And um, I mean, being in Nashville in the music business, there were some heavy hitters Mm. here. Um, uh, They have all passed away. But Frances Preston was president of BMI, one of the licensing companies. Mm -hmm for songwriters. Donna Hilly was yep. the head of one of the largest publishing companies, Connie Bradley. I mean, there were some heavy hitters. And that was during a time when the music business in Nashville was just a big boys club. Mm-hmm. But yeah. what I find is when women find ways to connect with each other, like there's a woman in town named Pat Shea, and she was head of the YWCA. And I was invited to a dinner at her house and the table was all women. I didn't know any of them but Pat. Wow. And it was 12 of us, um, all, all different skin colors. And, we, and, and it was very intentional. And she went around the table, and we all told, a, you know, three minutes about kind of our, our story and then what we were looking forward to. And I asked her, how many of those dinners have you done? And she said, I don't know, 50 or 60. Wow. But it has changed the complexion of connectedness in mm-hmm. our town. Right. And, um, yeah, and so that, to me, the strength in women is in creating opportunities for friendship and idea sharing. Yeah. Because from a distance, you know, women are like, hey, she had a boob job, and she had a facelift. Yeah. I don't like the way she's dressed. I'm glad that's not my life. I mean, we can be a little catty from a distance, Mm -hmm. but you get close enough to go, I've got those same lines in my face. Yeah, I went through a divorce. 
Mm-hmm. Now, what are you passionate about? And then suddenly, I mean, nobody can build community like women. Right. And it's funny, like you you describing sitting around the table, that's on in anything, whether it's a TV show or if it's a meeting or if it's, you know, an event that I'm going to, whatever it is. It's weird, but that's the first thing that I think of. I look around the room and I look to see how many women are sitting at the table. How many women do I see portrayed as this person in a movie or a TV or, you know, at an event? Who is the boss? Where where are all the women at? That's the first thing that I look for to get in my head that, okay, they made it there. All right, so it's possible. Yes. And it's true. Uh-huh. It You're does right. help. Yeah. What advice would you have for, for any women that are getting into the business now, any of the young artists? What, if you could say anything to them right now in like one or two sentences, what, what advice would you have for them? Like, you know, Olivia Rodrigo or Ariana Grande, any of the younger female artists that are just getting into the business, and what would you say to them? What advice would you have for them? Um, I would say, well, build community and surround, your, surround yourself with with people of integrity. That's what I would say, male or female. And um, because it's, you know, I have watched several young artists um, just surround themselves with people of integrity. I, I've had the same personal assistant since 1986. Wow. And, That's um, great. Her daughter used to, you know, I, I, I mean, I remember the day she started her period, and Deanna was crying on her sofa. Oh, my daughter's growing up. And, you know, I remember her <laughs> dance pictures. And then she started playing guitar, and she would hang out backstage. And then Deanna would come and say, oh, she's writing songs. And anyway, and, you know, doors did not open up quickly for Natalie. And she's in her 40s now. But she is an extraordinary songwriter, an amazing um Performer, her name's Natalie Hemby. She's written songs for Lady Gaga. She's got a new song on the on, on oh. Ed Sheeran's new record that's coming out. She's part of a group called the High Women, and she always extends a hand to women that are coming up behind her. And so people want her in their circle. And, that's fabulous. and I'm just telling you, she has built community from the time she was young, that's and she's fabulous. just so. You know, she is. Um, I've just watched. I've just watched her close up, and 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 nobody gets anywhere by themselves. That's <laughs> nobody. True. That's right. No, that's, that's true. Really, and yeah, you have to you have to know that, and just have that in the back of your mind always that you can't you can't go it alone. You need, yeah. and it's and there's no shame in asking for help. There's no there's no shame in leaning on someone, getting their advice, and I just think that. You know, that's that's what we have to do, especially for all of us, for women, for women as well. You know, and help somebody else first. Uh, my that's youngest right. daughter is a beautiful. She's a great singer. And she was just like big stage, big stage, big, big stage. And I said, look, if you will cut your teeth on learning to help other people, sing background for somebody else, mm. help them finish their song. And then suddenly they'll go, hey, when I was in a bind, yeah, Karina showed up for me. And helped. And then, no, yeah, she's a great backing vocalist. Let's get her. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly, if you will take your time and energy and not just be like, me, 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 piano player, what's that note again? (laughs) Let me just sing the me song. You know, but if you use your talents to help other people, 
it will come back around. Amy, it's been such an honor. We're out of time, but it's honestly, I could I could sit and talk to you. I could listen to you for hours. Just, just talk about your career. You have proven like unequivocally that when it comes to being a success in the business as a woman, you can be classy. You can rise high. Lyrics don't need to be extreme. They don't need to be vulgar. You can still sell 30 million plus albums worldwide, win multiple Grammys, and be a lasting icon like you have in the business for women everywhere. I I appreciate you taking the time to talk with us. I've been a lifelong fan. All of our, our listeners have loved you for so many years. It's an honor to have you as one of our exceptional women. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thanks so much, Kendra. Thank you to Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Amy Grant for being in the spotlight today on Exceptional Women. We talk with celebrities and CEOs, but we're also interested in talking with your neighbors, coworkers, and friends who are quietly making an impact in their communities. Go to magic1067.com and email us if you know someone you'd like to recommend to be featured on our show. And you can follow us on Instagram at sue.tab and at Kendra the Entertainer. We love hearing from you, and be sure to join us every Sunday morning for another edition of exceptional women. Have a great day, everyone. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 